0: Our next speaker, Dr. Lam, so she's getting her presentation ready, and we'll be starting shortly. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, I am one of the three retina specialists from USC Eye Institute. Um, We all on the panel specialize in medical and surgical retina. I am um, the director at USC Arcadia Satellite, and I also see patients in Los Angeles. My interest is in macular degeneration, retinal therapeutics, and in innovations in surgery. This morning, I will discuss with you retinal detachment. So I want to ask from the audience, how many people here have known somebody or be personally affected by retinal detachment? Wow. There's a a lot of you. So I hope to bring some insight into the disease for you. And I think this is an important... Um, problem in public health that a lot of people don't know what the symptoms of retinal detachment are, and often patients have told me, my friend said that the floaters are normal, and so they didn't come in to get seen. So I do want to just share with you some insight in terms of how we diagnose retinal detachment and what the treatments are. So I have no um, disclosures relevant to the presentation. So what is a retinal detachment? or it is an emergency situation when a thin tissue layer, which is a retina, pulls away from its normal position in the eye. It separates the retinal cells from the layer of blood vessels that provide oxygen and nourishment. So the retina is living tissue, and when it separates from the back of the eye wall, it no longer is getting the oxygen and nourishment that it needs. So it's essentially dying when it's detached. So the longer the retina is detached, the greater risk of permanent vision loss in the affected eye. So that's why we consider it a true ocular emergency. So if you look here, this is a picture of the retina. Um, This is the macula right here. And this is a picture of the peripheral retina. And if you can see here, there's arrows pointing to an area to the right where the retina is detached. So this whole area the retina is no longer attached to the back of the eye wall, and we want to fix this as soon as possible. So why is a retinal detachment important? A retinal detachment is an emergency that can result in permanent vision loss. So we try and bring patients in right away to fix the retinal detachment surgically. So 200, approximately 200,000 people in America are affected by retinal detachment. So it is a very important public health issue that we should be aware of. The lifetime risk in a normal person is about one in 300. However, for someone who is very nearsighted, where the eye is longer from front to back, that's what we call severe myopia, um, the lifetime risk is much higher. It's one out of 20. So that's quite frequent in patients who have a long eye. And two-thirds of the cases are in patients who have a long eye or what we consider high myopes. So what are the warning signs of retinal detachment? So sudden appearance of floaters, flashes, reduced vision. You can have any combination of these three. And it is a painless loss of vision. So it's really important that you understand it's painless, And you often get nonspecific symptoms. Some people just say that they see one or two new floaters and they actually have a retinal detachment. So what are floaters? These are little specks. Often patients tell me that they have these new cobwebs or bugs floating in their visual field. So it might not be very distinct, but essentially you can see in this illustration that when this patient's looking out, they see kind of like little gray clouds or A lot of people tell me there's like a veil or cobwebs floating around. So if you see this, this often indicates that the gel inside the eye, called the vitreous, is liquefying, and that is a reason to come in and see your ophthalmologist. Um, We as retina specialists actually examine the peripheral retina by indenting the eye to check to see if you have a retinal tear, which I'll go into in just a second. So floaters are one of the cardinal symptoms of a possible retinal tear or detachment. So flashes are flashes of light in one or both eyes. Often patients tell me they're like 4th of July sparklers, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that prominent. Some people don't have any flashes of light when they have a retinal tear or detachment. So can you have a retinal detachment without having floaters or flashes? Yes, some people report only some blurred vision. You can have reduced side or peripheral vision, as I illustrate here in this picture, that you can lose part of your vision without having even retinal um, any new floaters or flashes. So if you see a curtain-like shadow over your vision, you should come in and see your ophthalmologist. So when should you see a doctor? As I mentioned, new floaters, flashes, or changes in vision. You have increased risk if you're over age 50, if you had a previous retinal detachment in the fellow eye, if you have a family history of detached retina, if you're nearsighted, and if you've had previous eye surgery, such as cataract surgery, previous eye injury, or previous eye disease or inflammation. So what are the causes of a retinal detachment? The most common cause is what's called vitreous degeneration. That's the gel inside the eye, which is called the vitreous. And when we're born, the vitreous, if you think about it. It it is more like jello when we're born, in terms of being more viscous. And as we get older, the vitreous liquefies, and as the vitreous liquefies, it can pull on the peripheral retina. The gel inside the eye undergoes liquefaction with age and pulls on the peripheral retina. Pulling on the peripheral retina can cause a retinal tear or break. An untreated retinal tear or break results in fluid to pass underneath the retina, detaching the retina. So, in this schematic, so this is in a younger eye where the vitreous is well-formed. And as we under, as we get older, the vitreous starts to liquefy, and it can basically detach or separate from the peripheral retina. And in this schematic, you can see that the vitreous is actually separating from this part of the retina and actually tore the retina here. So at this point, uh, we we would like to see our patients because we could actually treat the condition right now to prevent the fluid from underneath going underneath um, the retina. So at this point, now you have a retinal tear and the vitreous fluid is going underneath the retina causing a retinal detachment. So at this point, the retina can be fixed but it would have to go through surgery. And if it's just torn, you can actually come into the office and we could treat it with laser without you needing to go to the operating room to have surgery. So this is what happens when the vitreous degenerates and is not treated. So you can see here, there's two giant retinal tears here, and fluid went underneath the retina, and the retina is detached here. So hopefully we see patients before this happens when the retinal is just torn. So what other causes of retinal detachment is there? And another common cause is diabetes. And you can see in this eye, There are abnormal blood vessels growing, and this disease has caused membranes, fibrovascular membranes to grow, and has pulled up on the retina and detached it. So this is called a tractional retinal detachment. And in severe cases, you can see here, there's bands underneath the retina um, that are detaching the retina as well from diabetes. So trauma can also cause a retinal detachment. Here you have a metal filing that went into the eye that penetrated into the retina and detached the retina here. So this is fixable. We had, we had recently a patient who had a ruptured globe and the patient is now twenty twenty five after the retinal detachment was repaired and the ruptured globe was repaired. So I just wanted to go over with you the different types of retinal detachment. There's two, three different types. One is called red mitogenous. Second one is tractional and exudative. So regmatogenous is the most common type. It's where a retinal tear or break allows fluid to go underneath the retina. And this fluid goes underneath the retina and separates the retina from the pigment layer. And it's the most common cause of retinal detachment. And it's caused by what we just had mentioned, vitreous liquefying. So you can see here in this picture, this patient has two retinal breaks. They're kind of out of focus because the retina back here is in focus. But these breaks, if we treated it in the office, it wouldn't result in a retinal detachment. So oftentimes patients just say, well, they have new floaters, their friends told them the floaters are normal, so they ignore it. And unfortunately, when, when you have a retinal break that's ignored, fluid goes underneath the retina and it's detached. So in this case, the center part of the retina right here, called the macula, it's attached. So we try and bring the patient to the operating room before the center part of the vision detaches. So as time goes on, this patient is sitting upright, fluid goes underneath, and with every day, the the retinal detachment grows bigger and bigger, and eventually the whole retina detaches. So we like to bring patients into the operating room before the center part of the vision is affected. So another type of retinal detachment, as we mentioned earlier, is tractional. And in this type of detachment, scar tissue on the retina surface contracts and actually pulls up on the retina. And this type of detachment is less common compared to the run from the retinal tear. And diabetes, trauma, and proliferative vitreoretinopathy, retinopathy, which is scar tissue, are common causes. And as I mentioned earlier, diabetes causes tractional detachments. And the third type is called exudative. This is caused by retinal diseases um, with inflammatory disorders or trauma to the eye where fluid leaks underneath the retina, but there's no tears or breaks in the retina. And often this is not treated with surgery. But this is a type of retinal detachment where this eye was enucleated and the eye was removed and you can see all of this fluid and exudates underneath the retina. And this is in a patient with Coates disease. in this patient, uh, choroidal lymphoma, which is a type of neoplasm or cancer, caused a retinal detachment. So how do we diagnose a retinal detachment? So when you come in and see your eye doctor, we do what's called indirect ophthalmoscopy, which you can see here. We, um, we put a sl- uh, either at the slit lamp or with this headlamp on top of our head, we look with a magnifying glass and we can see the retina. And if there's no view of the retina, just say there's bleeding in the eye or you have trauma, um, then ocular ultrasound is performed. So what is the treatment? Um, A retinal tear is when there's a retinal break but has not progressed to the detachment. And so you can see here, there's two retinal tears here. And how do we treat the retinal tear? This is before the retina is detached. In the office, we can actually treat with laser or with freezing treatment, what's called cryoplexy. So in the laser treatment, the surgeon directs laser beam through the pupil and we make burns around the retinal tear. So we don't actually fix or sew up the tear, but we put laser burns around it to spot weld it from detaching the retina. And the freezing treatment does the same thing, but we use a freezing probe that causes a scar. So what's the treatment for retinal detachment? four different treatments, uh, vitrectomy, sclerobuccal, and pneumatic retinoplexy, or a combination of the two. The most common type of sur- surgery that's performed is called the vitrectomy, where we remove the gel and we put air, gas, or silicone oil into the cavity to keep the retina attached. Eventually, the air or gas will dissipate and the space will be filled with fluid. And if oil was removed, the silicone oil, it can be removed later. So here in the vitrectomy, you can see that the gas bubble's placed there, and it's keeping the retinal tear um, opposed to the back of the eye and the retina as the as scar tissue is, sorry, the laser scars are healing um, after surgery. And you can see here in this picture, this is the gas bubble in the eye. So the gas is keeping the retina attached after surgery. Another type of treatment is called a scleral buckle. That's where we put a silicone band um, around the eye. Imagine you have a, a tire made up of silicone and you put it around the eyeball. And this supports the peripheral retina by indenting the eye wall and relieving the retinal traction here. So this is what it looks like before surgery and after surgery. This band is kept on the eye for the life of the patient. So we usually don't remove the scleral buckle unless there's infection or ex- extruding. Another type of treatment that we use is called pneumatic retinoplexy. This one is done in the office usually, where, and it's only used in limited cases where the retinal tear often is usually in the superior part of the retina and we inject a bubble into the eye, and we combine it with laser or freezing treatment. So what's the prognosis of a retinal detachment? Most eyes, over 90%, are reattached after one surgery. It's an outpatient surgery, you don't have to stay in the hospital, and it may take several months for the vision to improve. It may require a second surgery, such as a cataract surgery, for example, because vitrectomy surgeries often, when we put in a gas bubble, it often produces a cataract. Some eyes never regain all the vision back. So in summary, a retinal detachment is a medical emergency. Timing is essential. The symptoms include floaters, flashes, and decreased vision. There's different types of retinal detachment, one where there's a retinal hole called retinogenous, tractional, and exudative. The common causes include the gel liquefying and diabetes, and the success rate is over 90%. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Lam. And thank you to all the doctors who spoke today on our various topics.